Good morning and welcome to Emma Audio, episode 111. This is a Wooden Spoon Geek Out episode. And today I'm going to talk about speed as it pertains to carving a spoon. How do you pick up the pace when you're carving? Now, I think a lot of times people think that you pick up the pace by getting different tools. And that might be true. And I think a lot of times people think you pick up the pace by learning to use your tools better. In particular, you're learning to use the axe to get closer to your initial drawn line. And that might be partly true. But I think those are actually small potatoes compared to what I'm going to be talking about. To my mind, there are five things that you can do that will dramatically speed up your carving process. And if you do them consistently, you will speed up quite a bit. And it doesn't have to do with changing your tools, getting new tools, building a spoon mule, any of that. And it doesn't have to do necessarily with getting really close to your line. Here's what they are. Thing you can do, number one. Choose your wood carefully. A lot of times, people will choose wood based on some idiosyncrasy that it has. It's twisted, it's got some crazy grain, it's some weird species. And then, guess what? That wood has surprise after surprise after surprise, and not the good kind of surprise. The kind that leaves you frustrated and questioning why you picked that piece of wood to begin with. That can double or triple or quadruple the amount of time that it takes you to carve a spoon. So there's nothing wrong with choosing that piece of wood, but if you are interested in speeding up your process, choose an easy piece of wood. It doesn't mean it has to look boring. There are ways of orienting a spoon within a piece of wood, even a clear, straight-grained piece of wood, that will make it look super interesting. Learn how to do that. But choose an easy piece of wood. Thing number two, choose your design carefully. Every little twist and turn you add to your design adds time. Now, sometimes that's worth it. A lot of times it's not worth it. But the real kicker is when you start carving a spoon and you don't actually know what you're shooting for. It's not that I know 100% what I'm shooting for, but if you leave so much material on the spoon because you want to leave your options open, well, guess what? It's going to take you forever. Because what it means is that you're not going to do as much with the axe as you otherwise would. You might carve with the axe to an initial line, drawing the outline of the spoon, but I've seen time and again people leave their spoon blanks way too thick, which means that carving around that line with a knife is going to be a lot harder, and it also means that you have so much to remove with the knife on the back of the spoon. So get good. Look at a finished spoon. Notice what a thin, slender scrap of wood it is. You need a very small amount of wood. Now you need it in exactly the right places but you need a very small amount of wood. So figure out what design you're gonna carve 
Make it up in your mind. Draw it out. Plan it out. Look at finished spoons. Think about how thick your blank needs to be, or rather how thin it needs to be. And then go into it with a plan. Thing number three, learn how to sharpen. And then when you think you know how to learn, that when you think you know how to sharpen, learn some more how to sharpen. There will always be another level of sharpening that you can get your knives to, and it will always be worth going there because it will make carving so much easier and so much faster, and it will make certain things possible that are just not possible until you reach a certain level of sharpness. Number four, have a bunch of arrows in your quiver. By that I mean have some different design options so that if you run into squirrely grain when you're trying to do a rectangular handle you can say okay well I can do a center spine handle and maybe coming at this bit of squirrely grain from a slight angle will mean that it'll carve cleanly and guess what it probably does or you could say okay well I'm having trouble getting these facets to be nice and even because of grain tear out so I guess I'm going to go for a loosely faceted oval handle shape or um Gosh, the back shoulders of this spoon are just not working out being this way, so I guess I'll do them this way. So having different design ideas that you can pull out in response to what's happening with the wood keeps you moving forward swiftly. Speaking of moving forward swiftly, just carving fast facilitates carving fast. Because if it takes you hours to carve out your spoon, well, guess what? the surface, the top millimeter or two of wood, dries out and gets substantially harder. And so, and it happens quickly. It happens in like 15, 20 minutes. And so if you are taking hours to carve your spoon and you, you know, don't touch a particular surface for half an hour, well, then you're going to be fighting against much harder wood to carve down below. It's still got moisture down below it, but it's hard on the surface. So learning how to be fast will enable you to be fast. But that's not my final point. My final point, and this is the really hard one, is learn when to stop. It sounds easy, but it's really not sometimes. And you can dither back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on your spoon fixing this and fixing that and fixing this and fixing that until all of a sudden you make another problem, then you got to fix that. Whereas if you had just stopped in the first place, you would have actually been better off. So learn to recognize that point at which you just need to stop. If you put all these things together, then you will get faster. As always, if you have any questions about spoon carving, please feel free to reach out to me at my Instagram account. It's Emmett Van Dreisch with underscores between my first name and between Van and Dreisch.